1: Simon.
0: This is Brandon, killer BHL.
1: And today we're gonna try something a little bit different. Um, We're gonna be doing what we call mailbags. We're gonna be answering questions that fans submit via Twitter, DMs, or even questions that you guys leave in the comments, or even comments that you leave in the comments that we should address. So instead of getting into a whole big intro about what we're trying to do and everything, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, so let's just get straight to it. Brandon, what's our first question?
0: All oh, right. This is from Chase. Okay. Uh, what was the turning point when you decided to get into media? Um, let's see. Joe retired, uh, wasn't in music anymore, lost my passion. <laughs> uh <laughs> let's really really going. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I don't know. I just it, it kind of just happened. Like it wasn't I, I wanted to create. I just wanted to be creative. I wanted to, I knew so many different artists and so many different influential people that I just kind of wanted to. I was always fascinated by their stories. I wanted to share their stories with people because you don't get to normally hear about, you know, what Royce is going through struggling as an artist or, or what sci-high is going through. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I think that's what the premise was for us. <laughs>
1: I think for me, not maybe not a lot of fans know, um, I've been working in media since I was like 17, 16. Yeah, you guys, uh, I'm, I'm the rookie.
0: <laughs> She's really the vet. I'm, I'm really a rookie here.
1: Yeah, I um, I started a blog when I was 16, and it, I was always like, I was a, I was a fairly good writer. I was, I was good at writing. And I created a blog called Box of Mess, and it was about sports. And we um, interviewed a lot of high school basketball players. And uh, it got to the point where it was it was pretty big in terms of like the high school basketball blog world. Like people from CBS, ESPN, Fox sports were reading it. Um, got over a million unique visitors. And from there I kind of like realized like, okay, I love doing this. Like I like talking and writing about things that I liked. I hate always writing about those books in, in school where you're mm-hmm. just like, I fucking hate this. And you have to write about it. But I actually enjoyed writing about, you know, sports and music. And from there, uh, I, I, Went to school for journalism and went on to write for local newspapers in Lexington, Kentucky, to um, work for the Wall Street Journal, Revolt TV for Diddy and other media companies. And I mean, I've been pretty much engrossed in media. I want to try podcasts because that was an area that I've never tried. Like mm-hmm. I I did written digital newspapers um i did video too on camera stuff even hosting but i really did podcasts yeah. and i thought it was interesting how podcasts work um and i don't know i just we we connected the fates the, the stars aligned the and stars the moon aligned. the full moon came up and just we ended up with grassroots podcasts and ever mm-hmm. since then, it's been it's been very enjoyable
0: yeah the funny thing about the name grassroots though we kept hearing it as as we were planning yeah. on taking over the world <laughs> uh we kept hearing grassroots yeah. like in we were having class together there was a bunch of weird shit that was happening. I feel like it it's one of those things where um i think jay z a lot of artists say it that when when you have something special like shit starts to happen like yeah. you know like. Uh, a quarter will drop while that while that's happening a baby's being born while that's happening fucking I don't know just shit is happening in the universe yeah and so the manifestation was grassroots we kept hearing it and then I said Darren yo I think that should be the name she's like I know I think it should be named too yeah I think I
1: heard it too and then I was just like yo that's the name (laughs) that's That's the the name name.
0: so uh, that's that's where that came from good question Chase Um, next question is from Dizzle Davis uh, how do y'all handle criticism? How should celebrity, uh, wait, what, celebrities? Yeah, yeah celebrities. celebrities. handle criticism better. Hmm. Do you want to start or I'll start? Um, I'll start.
1: Funny enough, criticism for me has come in different forms than criticism for Brandon. Maybe yeah. because I'm a woman. Um, people will say, I'm a feminist if I disagree with what a man says. Um, or they'll go after my appearance. Or something like that. Um, This is my thing. If it's constructive criticism, I'm going to listen because I don't think we're perfect and we can get better. But if you're on some like BS shit, I ignore you. Or I just laugh at you because you're really taking the time to make a comment about me when you could be using that energy for something you can do more productive in your life. And I'm not even saying that in a bad way. I feel like we focus so much on the negatives instead of focusing on the positives. If one negative person makes a comment and there's 10 other people that are saying positives, yeah. I'd rather focus on the positive. you know. And I'm not going to be liked. Not everyone's going to like me. And if for those who just are going to talk shit, I really, I just, I don't care. I got, yeah. I got better things to do, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, I don't really give a fuck what you guys say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I never have. <laughs> I was taught that long ago, the, the moment you let people dictate you emotionally or mentally it's when yeah. you lose control so for me I, I never really care if it's not from like my core like my team like yeah. you know everyone in the room you know like yeah. my 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 people then I, I'm not really that bothered if it's if it's someone else legitimate like um me me and my man PJ were talking about just criticism and when it's valid and when it's not valid. If I'm a ball player and and fucking LeBron tells me to work on my jumper, I'm, I may work on it. Yeah. <laughs> but if fucking um, Hakeem <laughs> in the park at Lincoln Park <laughs> tells me to work on my jumper, I'm probably gonna tell K- Hakeem to kick rocks. So I, I I never really worry about that. Um, and what was the second question? Oh, the second question is about celebrities. Um, I think just from a celebrity perspective, media training is sorely missed in in this day and age Mm -hmm. i think i I don't i think it's an art that's not practiced as much as it should be and um i think that if if that were ever to come back where labels and and management and team really started to you know teach up-and-coming artists how to answer questions how to get out of questions how to be evasive and and be a little bit more coy then then that would kind of fix that
1: yeah, and I, and I just think, like, oh, it's good. It's When you're getting a lot of criticism, uh, sorry, criticism, that's actually a good thing. Yeah. Because that means that people actually are paying attention. Um, and not saying that we don't, we do listen to our fans' criticism, our core fans. Like, if you're someone who's consistently listening to our episodes, and if you say, hey, uh, I wasn't really a big fan of that episode, and there's multiple fans saying that, then we're going to listen. Yeah. Um, but if you really don't know who we are or anything, like, you just got to take it as a grain of salt. And a lot of times, too, people do that just to get attention. Like, they will uh, – I don't want to use this person, but they they will basically try to get a, a response from one of our friends yeah. who have other platforms and say, oh, this platform sucks. Or they'll try to pit it. Like, someone, I guess – I think they they're jokingly did it, but they were like, oh, you guys may be better than this podcast. It's like, no, like,
0: we're yeah. doing
1: our own thing. You know, you don't have to pit us against each other. You don't have to try and get like an a, like a response from us or a response from them to make yourself, you know, appear or feel better, whatever it is. Like, if you really have constructive criticism, get it. But if you don't, like.
0: Kick rocks with open toast shoes and neck socks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Next question is from AJ Camps. Uh, Funk Flex Freestyle Series. You gonna drop bars. Now, this question is directly <laughs> for Erin. A lot of you don't know that Erin does have bars, and oh she is secretly gosh. hiding them. Because If you've seen Erin out, you know that she wears very, very expensive basketball sneakers, and her hair is always done, and she looks like a rapper. <laughs> so, with that <laughs> said, um, are you dropping bars, Erin? <laughs>
1: oh my gosh um, I mean I, I drop I drop bars often on Twitter this is true I, I drop I drop advice or, or comments or certain things and I'm very particular with what I say so I feel like I drop bars on Twitter's when it comes to certain topics and things yeah so I do it already uh, in terms of music I don't know <laughs> bars on top of
0: bars bars on top of bars on top of. Bars. Sidebar. Did you hear those Wendy bars? The Wendy's <gasps> bars? The mixtape? <laughs> oh my God.
1: Yo, that actually was kind of fire.
0: <laughs> Listen, if y'all have not, listened, I know this is not a part of our, 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 our Q&A right now, but go check out Wendy's mixtape. It's, it's everywhere. It's called What's Beef? <laughs> it's fire. It's fire. It's really, really fire. Go check it out.
1: Oh uh, man, yeah, but no. What's even better? Like that production was solid. The person who was rapping was on point, and the disses towards McDonald's about yeah. their ice cream machine. Yeah, that's oh, I, I could listen to that on any day.
0: Whoever is running Wendy's social media and their branding, kudos, kudos. Y'all are killing out there. Y'all are killing out there. <laughs>
1: You're about the culture.
0: Oh, man. All right. Uh, D. Murray. Uh, This is for our our mailbag. I feel like that's... that's... Can I pause him for that mailbag? (laughs) Yeah, I can pause him for that. Pause, Murray. Um, What is your favorite hot take from grassroots so far this year, i.e. 7 rating of the Black Panther or no socks versus socks on? Mm.
1: Hmm. Does it have to be hot takes from us? Could it also be hot takes from our guests? Because I, I, I <laughs> no pun intended, I low-keyed, like <laughs> <That's> low <key. laughs> low-keys <laughs> um, comment about how we're kind of in a period of time where Social media has allowed anyone to be the next best thing for anything, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they have experience. Yeah. And that like certain things like, you know, how the digital cosign died off and how we give so much energy to people who, you know, aren't the most experienced when it comes to certain fields and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think for, I think it's important for people like him to keep it real and mm-hmm. industry people to keep it real. Cause uh, there are people who, uh, there are people in in other positions that aspire to be someone like Loki or to be someone like in our position or anything like that. And the best thing that we can do is keep it real. So I actually liked his take. Mm-hmm. Um, but for our hot take, oh my God. honestly, like anything that Wilson does not say <laughs> <laughs> is my favorite hot take. <laughs>
0: For those of you guys that don't know who Wilson is or have never heard an episode with Wilson, just, <laughs> just go and, and and go on our platform and just look for the, uh, our Rooted episodes. You may find Wilson there. He is our uh, neighborhood-friendly person that joins our, our podcast once in a while. And he has a very unique way of explaining life. I'll say that. <laughs> um... Hot take for me, uh, I guess from a guest perspective was um Psy High to Prince. Mm. Um for me, only just because I'm a, I'm such a huge Psy High to Prince fan. Um, and I was kind of let down not hearing from him and then understanding why I didn't hear from him firsthand from him. Yeah. Uh it it was it was really insightful. So that is one. And then from us, um. Hmm. Yo, this is good. this is a sleeper. This is a sleeper. A lot of people don't don't really talk about this episode. But the episode we did on uh it was with the uh, maybe it was with the uh, let me think, let me think. What episode is that? I don't know. What, ne- nevertheless, it was the it's an episode that we had early on where we talked a lot about culture, black culture and talked a lot about just things happening in the world between Trump and things like that. The audio for that was really fire. We had uh, John F. Kennedy's speech at the end. We had a lot. We had a lot of semantics in that audio. It was really overlooked, but for me that was important, just because um, it was the first time we were able to use our platform positively and to talk about real world issues and talk about things that were happening and talk about like some real crazy personal experiences mm-hmm. so that for me was like a, a really really big episode. oh is
1: that the one the trip you guys took and yeah the, oh yeah, yeah yeah that was like in the I can't give the exact number, but that was definitely like the first five episodes. Yeah, it was the yeah, first five episodes, yeah. but it
0: was the first time me, me and Aaron, we, I, I remember it. Like, we jumped on a call and we was like, yo, do you see what's happening? It's like, yeah. And, yeah. and then literally, we both said at the same time, yo, we need to record. And then we went <laughs> and recorded that episode. And um, it, it was one of the more deeper episodes, yeah. but it, it, I think it needed to, to happen. So that would to answer the question. Long way did I know. Um, okay. Uh, so I have a question. This is from Indio Prather Music. Um, I have a question. Do you, uh, how do you navigate uh, the payola and nepotism that's in the industry? Uh.
1: <sighs> <laughs> well, uh. um, navigating the payola, um, well, I asked for what I've earned. And if you don't give that to me, then I'll find it somewhere else. I think, you know, and I wouldn't necessarily say in this industry, but I think that especially when you're young and you're coming up, um, you may be afraid to ask for a certain payroll um, because you may feel like, oh, you're not experienced enough or this and that, but that's why you have to do, like, your research and everything, look at the average salary for jobs and positions, and for myself, I looked at it as, yeah, I've been, you know, officially solely in the job world without school or anything for the like four years, three years, but I've been working since I was 16. So I'm almost at my 10 year mark. So, you know, when I had my job interview, I was like, well, this is the position. This is what my experience is. This is my entire resume. So I asked for this. Um, and then also in this industry, you, you have to kind of weigh your opportunities. Not every opportunity is a good opportunity. Yeah. Um, I definitely learned that the hard way recently. That's all I will say. <laughs> um, even I made a mistake by thinking one opportunity was going to be really good and ended up being really, really bad. Mm. Um, but you have to kind of outweigh your opportunities and just see what makes sense. Sometimes opportunities that are paid may not be better than an opportunity that is not paid. But may give give you more value for for what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know about you, Brandon, but when I started this industry, I did a lot of free work.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's that's literally what I thought about reading this, yeah. right? Like there there were so many times, like just being on the road. Like if you're when you're when you're an entertainer, like you're constantly obviously you're on the road and things like that. Like yeah. there's been plenty of times where we've gone to different places and and you know like there was one clip that went viral years ago it was, it was me and joe we were in philly and the we didn't know the place or anything and fucking the we we ended up performing on couches like legitimately it was a couch and we performed on it and uh like people they killed us for it but in the same time they praise us they praise us because it's like yo like any other artist would have left you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like to be on that stage but we we were so vested in the music and so vested in in the fans that me and him just looked at each other and we were like oh, yo we going to kill it we're just going to kill it and we and it was a good show but in retrospect it wasn't a good look for joe just because you know when you're an artist and, and it, everything is about appearance yeah. so I just think to your point it's kind of weighing the pros and cons you know there's payola everywhere and there's especially within the industry it's just knowing how to be true to your art and, and what you're trying to display and I think if wh- whenever you do that then it, it all makes sense it's to also people. about timing too because
1: yeah. if Joe and you did that now it would have been looked at differently than it was back then I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. It would definitely looked at be looked at differently.
0: But that's the thing too with him. He 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 was able to brand himself early on, and not. I don't think he intentionally did it. Part of me does, but it was a good thing, and I think he meant it. Was yeah. being connected with his fans. Like yeah. he he was very big in in never buying into the whole industry type of thing. He was always very big in just yo, I'm I'm gonna do it, whatever it is. I'm I'm always transparent and that was one of the transparent moments where literally we're on a fucking couch and that i can touch the ceiling and we're crouched but we are having a great show and literally everyone there they went crazy because we didn't leave and we didn't do what normal typical artists do artists do so i just think all of that shit matters it matters
1: and we apply that to our podcast too like we engage with their fans like we don't like just because we've done a lot of things in our other jobs does not mean that like we think of ourselves on like a high pedestal when it comes to this podcast like we're interacting with our fans we're asking them what they like we talk with our fans every day in our group me chat room because that's just how you, you, that's, that's how you should be. You should never forget like who supported you, where you came from, and how you got into this point. Um, and I do think that at certain times in this industry, there are some people that do forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to come across a lot of personalities in this industry just the same way you're going to come across personalities in, in life. You just have to learn how to navigate, know what you are willing to deal with and what you're not willing to deal with. And Definitely. what you're not willing to deal, deal with, keep away from it. And what you're de- willing to deal with, you, you have to figure out how to navigate that.
0: What are okay. your non-negotiables?
1: Yep. Negotiables and non-negotiables. You guys heard that from very, me like four times already. Very, <laughs> very
0: important. Very, very important. Um, all right. So next question is from... Same guy. A, uh, oh. AJ again. AJ yes. Camps. Um, yes. Who in the fuck is Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's just wilson um, <laughs> what can he say it's just wilson wilson's a friend yeah. he
1: is a friend who has unique unique perspectives that's em- all we can say em-
0: emphasis on unique, unique. that's emphasis that's that's
1: unique. all we would say very unique crazy. sometimes no not sometimes very brash that's,
0: to very say. brash uh, perspectives. That's yeah. all we could
1: tell you. Yeah, we can't we... tell you who he is.
0: I don't know where Wilson lives. I don't know what he does for a living. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even. I don't know. Just a friend. We he just
1: we just became friends with him just through like events and stuff that we
0: yeah. Gotten. Literally invited him here one day and he spoke and then joined our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. That's how things work. Yeah. Maybe
1: maybe one day. Maybe on like our finale. Yeah. We'll let you guys know, but that'll be for some
0: time. That ain't going to be for a while. So, <laughs> um, All right. Uh, another question from Indigo. Um, I also have another question. <laughs> Everything is clicky. Being a rogue or a lone wolf is dangerous. How do you maintain relationships without being stuck with an association or affili- affiliation that will follow you? Hmm. Uh,
1: Just don't be affiliated with... Fuck shit.
0: Yeah. I think
1: think that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, I think that's like the easiest way. It's just, you know, not all affiliations are good affiliations and not. And and also, I think it's important to be your own person and individual. So... While it's good to have a, affiliations and associations, make sure that you're you're branding yourself. Make sure you're out there you know making your own relationships and 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 doing what you need to do in order to be successful in a sense.
1: And I always say this um, also because my mom follows the grassroots a lot. but you always anytime you do anything or associate with anything, just think like, what would my mother think? Yeah, if your mother's gonna be okay with it, then I mean, obviously not not, ever, not everyone's situation with their mother is the greatest, but uh, whoever that person is in your life that looks at you highly or you look at highly and is always there to be there for you and criticize you and stuff, what would they think? Yeah. Um, trust me, I always have, most people know, one of our biggest like testers for an episode <laughs> is my mom. 100%. I have my mom listen to the episode and she'll just be like, Y'all sound a whack at this part, or you guys yeah. sounded like too low energy, or I don't like what you guys said about that. Like, she's our tester.
0: Mama Simon is 100 percent the tester. We uh, every time me and Aaron have a doubt, she's like, I'm gonna ask my mom. I'm like, yep, go ahead and ask her. <laughs> go ask her. She'll she'll let us know. She'll let us know. And, and she, she does. Keep she keeps she does. it real. She keeps it 100. She's told us plenty of times. You guys gotta pep it up. You got you <laughs> like. She gives the real mom lectures. You know, you're like when your parents say to you, "I'm just disappointed." Every time she, she says that, like when she'll be like, "You guys, you need to loosen up a little bit," and they'll be like, "Damn, all right, fine." All right. <laughs> Shout out to Mama Simon, man. I love that woman. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh man. All right. And uh, last question no, is no second to last. We have another oh, one. Oh, second to last. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, this is from Jay Nolan. What? was the initial inspiration behind creating uh, the Grassroots Podcast.
1: How would you say that one?
0: Um, I think it was... T- well, the initial thought, again, just circling back, was more so about trying to give artists like a safe kind of platform to come on to to be able to express themselves, I guess. Yeah. Like it was one of those things where it, it was in a time where media was just kind of like crazy, where it was, you would see a rumor the next day, the rumor would, would fucking disappear. And, and, and there was no honor in a sense. So that was like the the, the main thing. I think that's how yeah. me and you really, really connected. We were like, yeah, we want a place where artists can come and tell their stories, tell their grassroots, and also just give insight on the business all while just being themselves. Yeah. So I think that was a really the, the the focal point for us.
1: Yeah, and then it changed. And then it eventually changed to people being interested in like hearing our stories and perspectives. Yeah. Which honestly, I never, I didn't really think that that was gonna happen as soon as it did, to be I honest. I didn't
0: think that either. I, I don't know why you guys give a shit about me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not about regular Nas, too.
1: Yeah, well, you should nice. not care about what he I does. Know, I don't know why <laughs> you care
0: about any of us. <laughs> but um nah but t- to your point though I didn't I didn't think that um I didn't think it would happen that fast um, and talk about associations but um, it was one of those things where I was we were having a conversation and and uh, someone said to us like yo, you guys have to do your own uh, episodes yeah and I was like uh I guess we can figure this out and we did it and I was like oh shit people really want to hear so Ooh. that's how this came about it's a one thing I think we both have uh, understood, and even uh, y- you guys will eventually see a new product that we're working on. But literally in this process of creating, it's it's an everyday thing. Like it's it, you're you're never just comfortable. Like you'll hit your first one k, and then you'll hit five k, and then you'll hit whatever that number is. You're always gonna want to top that, and you're always gonna want to be creative if you're truly creative. And I think that that's something that like us as a family, as far as grassroots, we're all super creative. We're all always throwing out ideas. Yeah. We're all always trying to take things to the next level. And we're all trying to sacrifice because we know what it is. So yeah. because of that, the inspiration itself, I think it starts within the room that we're in, and then it just it blossoms into something else. Yeah,
1: and also just to provide a voice. Yeah. I mean, um, I think there's certain things that we talk about on here that others may not. Um, especially personal experiences and stuff like that. Yeah, like you know, we're going to be ourselves and we're gonna be blunt. You know about it. Like, like for me, I, I, who I am on this podcast is just another. It's just another form of who I am. You mm. know. So yeah, I curse a good amount sometimes, yeah. but also off this podcast I don't. Um, and then even when I remember that time where I, I brought up how. You know, I identify when I was younger, I had daddy issues, mm-hmm. but then that kind of assists and helped me get better. And that certain people like I'm not afraid to admit that. And I think that's what makes this podcast unique is like people that come on aren't afraid to admit certain yeah, things like definitely. Royce admitted that he was afraid that he would lose his penmanship while being sober. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. And we want to continue to do that. And I think that also inspires us to do this more is because people are willing to open up and be vulnerable and tell their stories to us that they might not have told anyone else. Yeah. And I think that's key. And we want people to continue to be comfortable to tell their stories. And if you enjoy it, cool. If you don't, cool. We just want to tell stories, our stories give perspectives and opinions. That's it.
0: And that's it. That's really it. Bars. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, what the, oh yeah, so you had another, you yeah. had another question, All
1: right? One more question. The last question from Lorenzo G. Who's in your top five of people you like to interview? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good. That's a good ending.
0: Ooh, uh, I really got my top five. Keeping it a buck. <clears throat> I got Ghostface. I have Kanye. Mhm. I have Chris Brown. I have um. What's this guy's name? Uh um. Shit, what's his name? From, this is gonna drive is me crazy. Name? Um, can't think of this guy's name. Sorry, continue. All right, uh, well, that's how many I named three. I'll, I'll think of the other person. Um, I have th- this is gonna sound crazy Tom Hanks. I think Tom that's Hanks. That's crazy. Is,
1: that's an icon. I, yeah,
0: <laughs> I, 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 I love Tom Hanks. Like, just ha- I just feel like he's one of the people that's been here before. Mm-hmm. Like, he has he always shares a lot of wisdom. Um and I can't think of the other person but uh, I it would really be 6 for me it would be uh, Morgan Freeman. I oh. would love I would love to be able to just sit and have a conversation with somebody like that.
1: I just want Morgan Freeman to talk. I just yeah. think his voice is so unique. <laughs> How
0: much do you think it would cost for him to navigate or or to be like the voice for you like if if you could go into an interview and sit there and have him speak for you. Do you think <laughs> you get the job? <laughs>
1: yes. Cuz Morgan Freeman's there. <laughs> you
0: know what I'm saying? like <laughs> That would be Ill. That'd be Ill to have him just fucking be able to talk. Like, I can just sit and be a mute. And anytime I need yeah. to respond to something, he can just respond for me. That's kind of fire. That is fire. I don't know. But I that's mean, my top. Who's your top? All
1: right. So my top. So we have Ava DuVernay, um, Elaine Wilteroth, mm. Um, For those who don't know who she is, she was uh, one of the heads at Teen Vogue Mm -hmm. when they wrote that political article and stuff. Um, She was part of that. Um, Just because I'm so curious, Jackie Chan. What? Jackie Chan, because he was part of that era where they mixed martial arts with movies, Mm -hmm. but it goes back to what Bohan said, that, even people of that caliber, they were looked at in a comedic way. Yeah. And not necessarily in a serious way. Gotcha. Um, but I'm also curious just to to even learn about his experience having to like go in a career and learn English and and, and all of a sudden like you're at a certain age and now you're in this movie and that movie and this yeah. movie. You know? And did he even want to go to movies, which you know, just mm. stuff like that. And I also want to learn more about the martial arts world, too. And yeah. uh, it's unique and very highly, um, there's so much history to that world, you know. Um, how many was that? Was that three? Did I have three? I think there's I gave three. F- I think I have Gosh, you guys putting me on the spot. Uh, Missy Elliott.
0: Oh, good pick. Missy Elliott. Perfect.
1: And who's another one? I want to throw out a really unique one that people will not think. Um, okay. Um, Halsey. Halsey because, listen, Halsey because I've, I've seen a lot of interviews with her. And she is someone that is unapologetic about being bisexual and unapologetic about the fact that she's also part black. And she's not someone that, how do you say, uh, passes. You know the term when people are like, oh, you could pass as white." Yeah. No, she doesn't do that. She's mm-hmm. like, no, my, my dad, I believe it's her dad. She's like, my dad's part black. And I think that that unapologetic uh, nature, I think is something that, and also being okay with who you are, is something that not a lot of artists are comfortable with. Um, I mean, I think she called out, who did she call out? I think she called out Demi Lovato. And then Demi Lovato, she was like, why are you making a song about kissing girls when you yourself don't have that experience? And then Demi Lovato came out with her uh, documentary and was like, I like girls too. Yeah, But she would probably not have ever said that if Halsey was like, you know.
0: Well, I like Demi Lovato.
1: I'm not saying I like Demi Lovato too, but I just think that someone who is unapologetic about their thoughts, their feelings, and who they are would make a really great interview. Yeah. Um, and her 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 backstory, from what I read, is pretty intense too. Yeah. So how does she go from like, like she had some serious shit happen to her? So That's I would definitely pick. be interested in having. That's her. a good pick. And she's young too. We need some young faces. Yeah, on here we too. do. So like the oldest person. Those are just in the some. World. I have a ton of people I want to interview. I told you I'm like I'm this weird I'm a weird person. I love people's stories. I wanna hear people's stories. So like I'm I'm willing to interview people who aren't big but have amazing stories. Yeah,
0: yeah. I agree. Um I've always been a fan of just stories and, and your your how you got to where you are. I think I think that matters.
1: Oh snap, we just got a question come out of nowhere. Woo.
0: Okay. Doing it live uh, too. Harry. All right. Uh, did you guys feel dependent on guests or do you? I meant, yeah, he, I guess he meant to put do you. Uh, no. At one point. At one point, yeah. we, we did. At one point, we did. Um, that's what we were talking about earlier. We, we really felt like this was our lane and this is, we were kind of one dimensional. But then again, listening to our fans, listening to our friends, yeah. listening to a Pretty much all the feedback that we've gotten, we realize that we you know we don't need to be one dimensional we we are we can be well versed in in yeah. just bringing good content to you guys since this episode, hence the rooted and uh, a few other things that we're working on. So I mean, um, yeah, no, not anymore, not anymore. We're independent, <laughs> independent now,
1: <laughs> oh man. so yeah. We're gonna be doing this often, answering questions you guys have. Feel free to tweet us at Grassroots Pod. You can even put questions on um, our Instagram. You can leave comments on YouTube. You can email us. Just whenever you have questions, we will spend the time to answering them. You can answer about us personally, our experience in the industry, with the podcast. We we'll try to be very straightforward and honest. Yeah. Because I think that's what we usually are, anyway.
0: In a nutshell. Well, I'm Brandon Kilby Hall. I'm Aaron
1: Ashley Simon. And we out. See ya.
0: Grass, <laughs> grass, 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 grass.